Good morning, Mrs. Strawberry, and good morning, Mrs. Dahl. I am your host, Shane Adamzak. My guests this week are comedy troupe, the Travelling Sisters, aka Lucy Fox, L. Sachs, and Laura Chaneri, and we're going to try and make the world a better place one word at a time. Our word this week is Dahl. This podcast goes for 25 minutes, but first, it is time for the three-point check and some home truths. Lucy, L, Laura, welcome to the show. How are your heads, your hearts, and your tummies? Well, Hi, Shane. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so I'm Laura. My head is very full. We're in Melbourne in week 3029 of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart is full in a great way. Um, I spend... 23 hours a day with my beautiful partner who moved here after a long distance relationship right before lockdown. Sweet and deal. my tummy is pretty good because I'm doing a low FODMAP diet at the moment. All right, cool. All right, that's a pretty good three point <laughs> check. How about you, Lucy? Um, well, I've had a bit of a headache today. So, I mean, does that, is that what my head is? Is it my physical head or is it like my brain? Look, it's a little bit of whatever you're feeling right now. Sometimes people go quite literally with it. Um, some people mm. are more, you know, more about the mentality. But then, um, well, but my brain is kind of happy because I got this book that is about the psychology of color. Ooh. And I've been reading that today and, oh, it is just, I'm loving it. So it's making me see the world in a different way. And yesterday I went for a walk and I saw these amazing flowers that I'd just never noticed before. And I feel like that might be why. So that's pretty good. My tummy's great. <laughs> My tummy is great. When have I ever said that before, girls? My tummy <laughs> is great. And my heart is also pretty full considering the times. All right. This is pretty good. Yeah. Hell, head, heart and tummy. Head, heart and tummy. Here we go. Big three. My head is in a pretty good shape, to be honest. Um, I had uh, an appointment with my amazing psychologist the other day and I've been seeing her for a year and I was like, holy shit, I was real fucked up a year ago and now I'm not as fucked up. Like, whoa, I've done a good job. That's great. And that was really nice. That was really nice to be like, holy shit, I'm actually doing a good job with the hard stuff. It is and amazing so when heart, you, can, you can take point and actually just take a look back and see that some positive changes have been made. Yeah, totally. When, sometimes when it's great. like a slow Everyone progression, you don't, you don't notice it. No, it's like, holy shit, when will I ever get out of this shit bog? I'm in a bog. I'm in a bog in a four-wheel drive. Um, but yeah, so that's good. Feeling good about me brain and equally good about my heart. Just before I came on this podcast, um, the kid who lives here, Lily is my housemate and she has a daughter and her name is Elfie. She gave me a, uh, a fairy certificate, which is a sparkly piece of paper. And I had to write my name on it. And I was like, oh, great. I'll just fill it in. I got to do a call. And she was like, yeah, just quickly, just quickly do it. You just have to quickly do it. <laughs> so I'm adorable. now a fairy. My heart's feeling Urgent. pretty good about that. Aww. And my tummy is a bit schmeh, but it's, it's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're starting off on a pretty positive note there. I'm really, I have to say, I'm really impressed with the fairy certificate. It's one of those little things like getting a gift from a child, like that thing doesn't matter how big or how tough you are. If a small child hands you a Lego block and says, there's a call for you, you answer that goddamn Lego block like it's a phone. You know what I mean? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love it that she's um, giving you this certificate. Like you're a fairy, like has she just lost a tooth because maybe she's going around to all of the housemates oh. and getting them all to be the fairy. How good would that be? That's a good scam. That would be, yeah, that's a, good, a great scam. scam. Just like getting the dosh from every which way. She <laughs> did have a snaggly shark tooth kind of wiggling around for a while. So maybe it's plopped out. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you've chosen the word Dahl and we will get in that uh, to that in a minute. But as part of being my guests on the show, you do get to ask me a truth question. It can be as serious or as silly as you like. And I will give you as honest an answer as I possibly can. Uh, I believe Elle, you're in charge of asking the question on behalf of the troop. Yep. Indeed I am. Uh, okay. So the question is Shane, mm-hmm. dear Shane, please answer truthfully. I'll do my best. As you can. Um, what, uh, what programs or kind of courses or things did you sign up for this year, the year of signing up for everything? Ooh, oh, that is a good question. Uh, nothing, nothing officially, like I'm not doing any like proper online courses, but I have been watching a lot of uh, tutorials and reading up on a lot about uh, creating designer toys, which is what I'm doing at the moment. So I have watched Ooh. countless hours of uh, videos explaining how to do uh, resin casting and making molds and how to design and make and produce toys. So nothing officially, Ooh. but I've been learning a lot about that. And it's been amazing and I love it so much. That is awesome. What a great answer. Yeah. Yeah, It's one of those things where sort of being the limitations of this year and not being able to do as much live performance. I'm sure it's the same for most of you finding other ways to express yourselves artistically. And this is, this has been mine. It's something I've always wanted to do and I'm glad to jump into it. How about, how about um, you three? Are there any new specific things you've picked up this year that you're really getting into? Lucy, you mentioned the uh, psychology and the the brain work behind colors. Colours, yeah, I'm really into colours. I do uh, visual arts as well with fabric um, and use fabric like paint. So I've been in the studio doing that, which is, you know, it's solo stuff, which I'm very lucky to have something that I can do by myself when I'm not with the girls. So, um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I signed up for a million different things that I then stressfully had to try and remember what they were to cancel (laughs) them. But my main activity has just been recipe collecting. I'm just on on the recipe blogs and it's my birthday on Friday and I asked my mum for a recipe book so that I could write them all down. Fantastic. (laughs) It's been a pretty crazy year. I love it. We're all we're all branching out. We're finding new ways to express ourselves. Yes. I did a graphic design course for a total of two lessons and then I was like, fuck this shit, and I stopped doing it. Oh, you're not doing it anymore. (laughs) It's incredibly boring. It was you have to be our graphic designer. (laughs) I quit. I quit the job. Um, you've picked the word Dal, D-A-R-L, as in darling, uh, which I love. Who, uh, why, why, why pick that word? What's, why that for our jumping off point for today's episode? Well, the word, I'll go on, L. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's, it came from us playing middle-aged women characters. 
the roles which you were born you to play. You may know about us, the roles we were born to play, precisely. Um, and we kind of obsessively spoke in those voices, like the middle-aged Queensland mum. Could, for, for, uh, for any of my listeners that are not from Australia, do you think you could give them just a little uh, example of the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, Dal, of course. Um, how are you, Dal's going today? You all right? I'm pretty good, Dal. How are you, Dal? Yeah, Dal. I'm all right, Dal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, Dal. All right, Dal. <laughs> all right, Dal. Well, see you in a bit. Right, Legit- legitimately just sounds like a phone call with my auntie from Toowoomba, Queensland that I have once <laughs> a year on my birthday. <laughs> Well, yes. that's where we went to uni. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Makes a lot, lot of sense. Of inspiration yeah. from Toowoomba. You probably know her, my auntie Helen. Yes. She's great. Oh, Helen. <laughs> yeah, auntie Helen as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, we, we, so we feel very affectionately towards women who use the word dull or people who use the word dull. And now we use the word dull. I don't know if it sounds as endearing when we use it, but we do. At some point, it tipped into our own vernacular. Like we started, we just started saying it like it was normal. And then we realised that we were saying it like it was normal and nothing, we couldn't do anything about it. It was too late. We were too far gone. That does tend to happen where you pick up something, uh, maybe like saying, like calling people bro or saying things are elite or something like that in a very ironic sense and go, oh, I can't believe people say that. Then you do it so often, it just becomes part of your vernacular. Yes, I can't stop calling my partner rah. rah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stop. What a catch, stop. what a catch. <laughs> can't even remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have, uh, you've created some pretty uh, amazing characters over the, uh, the number of years and, and some of the shows that I've seen. Uh, my favourite being just some potatoes that you all played, uh, quite good. Um, do any of you have any particular characters that you've really enjoyed and that you really want to bring back that perhaps the other two in the trio aren't as fond of? Like, who are you, who are, who are you really, who's everyone really fighting for at the moment? Yeah, great oh, question. That's a great question. I can't think of um, I can't think of the not fond of bit. Well, maybe they could be. I don't know. We might find out some truth here. Well, um, I would love. I, I don't know if you saw the show that we did in Adelaide, Shane, but I played a character called Colin, who was a middle-aged man, who was balding, um, and like, we sort of had like a blackened tooth and like a little pot belly mm-hmm. um, and wore little denim short shorts and I it was um, the husband and um, servant slave sort of role husband to Laura who played Coral who was my um, my sweet sweet my sweet sweet wife and I really like I really like playing balding middle-aged man and I think someone wrote in a review once that I was born to play that role. That's, that's the kind of feedback that you want, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely. Have, I, would, I would have no objections to Colin coming back, um, but there, I would say that there is a voice that Elle does that is banned from um, being <laughs> around me, but I can't think of a specific character. But Colin is, Colin's great. I want to hear the banned voice now. 
Well, it's banned, so you can't. But nothing's banned on Good Morning, Mrs. Strawberry. (laughs) Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. I I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, you did it in your recent wholesome hour, I noticed. Your recent video, your little listy one. Oh, this is going to be the podcast that tears them apart. Yucky, yucky, lispy voice. Michelle. (laughs) Yeah. Your favourite character, you're Michelle. Yeah. (laughs) one. Um, How about you, Lucy? Any faves? Well, I remember. I just remember that I'm not allowed to do this voice for... um, This is a nurse, also from Toowoomba, and I'm, I'm apparently not allowed to do this voice anymore, so, yeah. That was never a character because it never got anywhere because Laura hated the voice. It was just vetoed very hated. early on. Yeah, <laughs> I had a very standard process. <laughs> um, now, you're all in Melbourne, which is in sort of... Uh, yeah. You're all in Melbourne, which is kind of in big time lockdown again in Australia, unfortunately. So once again, you guys are a little bit separated. You're not able to hit the live stage, which I know must be difficult because I know that it's very difficult for me. How have you found sort of like adapting to the world of putting things out in other mediums and, you know, using the internet to, to use your, get your comedy out there? Well, I, at the beginning, we weren't quite sure what to do because it was just before Melbourne Comedy Festival when Mm. everything got cancelled. So we were really, we were kind of halfway through a tour. And I think uh, a lot of our impulse was just to be like, just shut it down. That's fine. We're going to hibernate. We don't want to do, we don't want to go online. We don't want to do it. Um, But we then applied for a grant to do a web series and so that was pretty interesting because we took the characters from the live show and made a web series with them. So they're basically amateur thespians um, who are in lockdown with their mums. Uh, and so that was pretty interesting because we started writing it on Zoom, which I don't know if you have tried to do that. It is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It was okay, but, you know, it's harder. You don't have that. And we're, we're very physical people. We kind of have a lot of our ideas by jumping around and, I don't know, hugging each other and stuff, you know. So, so that was pretty tricky. But, um, but then we were able to then meet up and create it together. And then we had to separate again because we've had so many different versions of lockdown. So it's been a pretty interesting process. Um, yeah, did Lucy want to? Yeah, the shoot only took one week, and that week fortunately fell in between lockdowns. So oh, that is so lucky. It was like, and we didn't even know how perfect that was at the time, obviously, because we couldn't see into the future that we were going to get all these cases. So we, yeah, we managed to to get it done, and then of course it's it's editing after that. So you know, we don't need to be together. Thank the Lord. Because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't so, actually yeah. sure if you were able to, to shoot it all together. Because I know you've been doing, at least on your Instagram, a lot of pretty fun stuff uh, from your own individual locations, making it look like your various characters on Zoom calls and teleconferences with each other, which I've been thoroughly enjoying, by the way. So mad props on that. But you did actually get to film this all in the same spot, which is amazing. We did. We wrote it so that in case... We, had, we got locked down all of a sudden. We could still shoot it by ourselves, which I reckon it would have been a mess, but 
we wrote the scene so that we were our own scene partners in that we are like one of the blokes and we're the bloke's mum. And so this, a lot of the scenes are with ourselves, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we didn't, we don't know what, not in actually, actually in any scenes together because it's filmed like they're in lockdown, but we got to be each other's crew and each other's body doubles as well. Um, which is pretty funny. <laughs> we realised once we started that we needed them. So that was very helpful. It is definitely uh, helpful to have that element of a crew because I've been filming a lot of video content on my own in this apartment, just sort of setting up the camera, going over, doing the shot, going back and checking the shot. And it's a real pain in the ass when you don't have a second person. So yeah, super cool. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about the what the series is called and where people are going to be able to find it? Because I want to watch it. Oh. All right. Um, yes, yes. Sorry, there's a it's child screaming, giggling in the background. Yes, it is called Meet the Mullets. Um, it will be released on the 30th of August, and we're hosting a watch party on Zoom. Um, and the details of that are on our Facebook page. Um, if you're keen to join the virtual watch party, if you've got the guts, if you've got the guts for it, um, and then it's going to be on YouTube forever more so if you miss that then you can watch it there but it's gonna be fun it's super stupid and i'm yeah i'm so proud of it like i really i mean we rarely have expectations <laughs> um i think it you know it's a dangerous thing to have expectations but we have high expectations of ourselves but going into something you know it's like who knows how it will turn out because there were so many variables in like can we film it with anyone can we are filming it ourselves and it's so cool. I love it. It makes me laugh and I've watched it a lot. <laughs> Super stupid. I would expect uh, nothing less. Uh, now, moving forward with a little bit of uncertainty, knowing what's going to happen with live performance in Australia or God forsaken, you know, outside of Australia. Um, what, are the, what are your plans? Do you guys have any sort of ideas for what you're going to be doing? Should we not be able to get back on stage for a little while? Is there going to be another web series, more, more content? You're going to take a bit of a break. You're going to put out a cookbook. What's going to happen to the traveling sisters? Yeah, well, maybe I'll put out my own cookbook. Like we don't, we're not making any solid plans at the moment, but we definitely have conversations around, you know, what we might do next year and the years after we really want to perform live again. And I think at the moment, it's just kind of imagining how that might look, even if it's not in front of massive crowds, but if it's in people's backyards with everybody sitting 1.5 metres apart. I mean, that's kind of how we started anyway, so it wouldn't really be that different. Um, and it'd be very cool. We'd really like to see if we could do that kind of thing regionally as well. And, yeah, I think we made we created such a process of writing for film for really the first time this year that I think we're pretty keen to explore as well. But in terms of what the next project is, we don't really no and we'll make a live show another live show at some point but we've got this hot live show kind of ready to go that's on pause so we really are excited to be able to do that again in whatever form that might be but who knows what touring looks like do you find uh this is for everybody that there's just something a little bit more special about being able to perform live than creating something however amazingly polished and beautiful it is that's you know just online and you don't have that sort of 
immediate audience feedback? Definitely. Yeah. It's, I, I yeah, I, I don't, for me, they can't, they can't be compared because it's like, there's something very special about the collective experience of an audience and like the three of us being on stage together with an audience and like what can happen in that space, you know, like the space in between those two groups kind of becoming one. <laughs> I feel very sentimental about live theatre at the moment. So yeah, like it's just a beautiful, beautiful exchange. Even if it's rubbish, like having a collective experience is so important to human beings kind of feeling fulfilled, I feel, and feeling like it matters that they're in the world. <laughs> Yeah, I think very <laughs> We've been reminiscing a lot, even just on a lot of our worst gigs lately. Just like, ah, oh, just miss those weird feelings and those bizarre interactions with strangers that just make up the whole experience. But the point is, you were there and you were in the room and you all experienced something together. Yeah. Although maybe it was bad. Yeah. What? Can you give me an example <laughs> of one of those one of those terrible gigs? I'd love to know about it. <laughs> How long do you have? <laughs> oh, Lucy, which one do you want to No, do? no, I was just going to say, because I just from I was just thinking about when we, the that moment before you go on stage, and for us it's when the three of us, we're backstage and we're all looking in each other's eyes and we're just like, what is this going to be like? <laughs> what are they going to be like? And sometimes you can hear them and it's bubbling and it's amazing and sometimes you can't and you're like, uh, hmm, it's a Saturday night. You know, when, <laughs> you know, when all the people, the nine to fivers have come out and they're being really, they're, they're on their best behavior and you're like, this is no place for your best behavior. Be noisy. Um, and, and it's just the thrill of that is, um, yeah, is something I think I'm craving a little bit at the moment. It, it is something that is, is very hard What's to explain. Yeah. Oh, I would jump in with a quick, uh, with a quick bad gig. Uh, we were in Tasmania a few years ago and it was a new show and our tour manager turned out to be quite a questionable character, but we didn't realise at the time. So had organised us this gig, uh, used the word gig, actually was a 36th surprise birthday party. Oh, no. For a man. So we turned up, his family was everywhere. There were kids everywhere. There was nowhere for us to perform, really. So we set up this little space outside. He arrived like two hours late, completely off his face. Um, and then we started doing the show and... Um, a couple of sketches in, we were singing a song and he stood up and came up quite close to us. The family members were late and we had to sleep there. And cool. they were there the next morning. <laughs> there were, it was kind there, of fun there, though. There were women, like there were these mums fighting with each other about who was the better soccer mum. Like wow. they used those words. They're like, you're a bad soccer mum. It's the kind of those gigs you kind of dream about in theatre school. Um, look, we are <laughs> almost out of time, but we've definitely talked about, you know, the love of live theatre, adapting to the new world, whatever shape that may be. 
and how we can use all those things to kind of, you know, adapt and just make some positivity out there in the world. We've only got uh, about a minute left of this podcast. So I'd like to give you this opportunity to tell everybody uh, once again about the web series and where they can find you on the social medias, etc. if they want to find you and check out your hilarious stuff. Uh, so the web series is called Meet the Mullets. Uh, it is going to be on YouTube from the 30th of August. We're on uh, Instagram and Facebook, The Travelling Sisters. And yeah, it's a mockumentary about some amateur thespians in lockdown with their mum. It's very, very stupid and it's very fun. And yeah, it'll be on our website as well. I love it. I can't wait. We've got a very short amount of time left, like about uh, five seconds each. Put a positive message out there into the world, Travelling Sisters. Love yourself, even if you feel like a piece of poo. Be a doll to everybody. Just be a little darling. Give some smiles, even if it's just an eye smile over your mask. And find, find everything funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Lucy, L, Laura, the Travelling Sisters, thank you so much for being my guest on Good Morning, Mr. Strawberry. That's all the time we have. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks, Shayla. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Morning, Mrs. Strawberry. If you'd like to help this podcast grow, you can do all those amazing things like subscribe, write a review, rate it, and of course, share it around the world. You can find the podcast at anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all good podcast apps. I'd like to say a massive thank you to Cosmo Bones for the brand new logo and encourage you, dear listener, to get in contact if you would like to be part of the show and help make the world better, one word at a time.